You are listening to The Mother Good Podcast, episode number 55. I'm your host, Emily Carney. We at Mother Good believe that there's no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one. Our content is judgment-free within the context of evidence-based research. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be part of it. Well, I feel like you're definitely the expert in what we're doing right now, which is video podcasting, uh, since you have the background in film and everything like that. So I, I appreciate you being one of my first guinea pig guests to try to do this video podcasting venture and um, working with me and everything. So uh, I figured we could just start off by ha- having everyone get to know you a little bit and just talk a little bit about who you are and your background, career and hobbies and, and your family and whatnot. Sure. So my name is Crystal Avila Floater and I grew up here in the suburbs of Chicago. And I went to school at the University of Notre Dame where I studied film. In particular, I concentrate, concentrated on documentary filmmaking. Um, and then from there, I have been working in the film industry actively as a director, producer, editor, and uh, let's see, I'm married to my husband, Bernie. We met in college, and I'm, we're now the proud parents of two kids, uh, Solly, or Solomon is his full name. He's two years old, and then we just had a daughter um, almost six months ago, actually, and her name is Violet. Wonderful. So uh, what made you get interested in film? I know that that's something that you're super passionate about, storytelling and telling stories. And that's, I guess, a little bit of kind of what we do at the podcast is just telling different women's stories. A big part of, of our podcast is that. So what made you get into the art of storytelling and the and the love for it? Yeah, so actually, I think the, my love for storytelling and filmmaking began as a young, since I was a young girl, basically. So my mom likes to tell this story that when I was in the second grade, I self-produced a one-man show of uh, Wizard of Oz. And I memorized all the lines from watching the movie. I loved it. And then I started to include my friends and teach them the lines. And we put on this full-blown show. And she always says uh, the most savvy thing about all of that was that I charged people (laughs) to come watch watch my show uh, with me and my friends. And I think from there, I... I fell in love with kind of the spirit of, you know, storytelling, giving people some like entertainment in a sense, but also that kind of entrepreneurial um, aspect part of it, even as a young child. So going on from there, um, throughout middle school and high school, I was really active in the plays and in newspaper. So I was a journalist for my high school's newspaper. And I always loved, again, that aspect of entertainment that whether you're, you know, telling someone's story, um, is a beautiful thing and that you can entertain other people through and teach them something through it. Um, Whether that be through, um, you know, different forms of media, writing, filming, what have you. And so when I was preparing to go to college, I really thought I was going to major in journalism actually, because I love that it was, you know, full of storytelling. It was the real stories of people um, and people could learn so much from one another and we can grow as humans together. Uh, But when I was, uh, at the University of Notre Dame, I took this film course in the film department there, and it really just really changed the way I looked at storytelling. And this film course really concentrated on documentary filmmaking in particular. So I think after taking that class, I was just like, 
this is it. This is every documentary filmmaking is everything that I have been interested in since I was a little girl. And I just didn't know it. You know, the storytelling aspect, there's so many different ways you can portray someone's story. You can add animation, the music you choose, right? Um, the way you film it can tell the story in a different light. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I fell in love with filmmaking in particular, in, in particular documentary filmmaking. That's so true. The art of storytelling and just storytelling in general, uh, the beauty, at least what I found in, in hearing different mothers' stories is that sometimes there's not really an answer uh, for a particular problem or issue that someone has. And, and just hearing other people's lives and what they've gone through kind of helps you uh, kind of navigate your own life. And that's, that's what I really like too, about just hearing different people's stories. And maybe you just connect with a little aspect of it. And that just uh, really resonates with you and inspires you. And then you can kind of incorporate that into your own life. Uh, I'm curious too how you've been able to juggle aspects of motherhood with filmmaking. Uh, as you know, motherhood is a very demanding job, and so is filmmaking. And somehow you've managed to continue pursuing your interest in storytelling and also your film career in just an inspiring way and also being so present to your children. So how did you make all of that work? Well, thanks so much for saying that. Well, it's, you know, I made it work uh, as I go in a sense. And I think I'm still learning of how it's all going to work day by day. And I think a lot of us moms are like that. Um, you know, we seeing, okay, how can I do this every day? How can I grow better as a mom? How can I grow better at my interests and hobbies or job or whatever I'm doing? But for me, uh, when I graduated college, I was lucky enough to um, have a full-time job working at a film company. And that was great. And then I got married soon after, like a year and a half after graduating. And, you know, that was great too. I continued to work full time and then came along our first son. And I think it was almost kind of like a shock of, oh, wow, like taking care of another human is a lot of work and it's a big responsibility. You know, you, I don't think you know until you know, <laughs> until you experience it yourself. So after right. I, we had our, Bernie and I, my husband had our first son, Solly, I started working part time for that film company. And then from there, I uh, started, I was like, okay, I'm going to cut back a little bit more and I'm going to do, um, become a freelancer. So uh, when I was a freelancer, that was great because I had that flexibility. And I was also able to start working on some of my other film projects I'd been wanting to work on um, since graduating college or, you know, helping other friends or people would come to me with ideas that they wanted either help producing, directing, editing, what have you. Um, and then it got kind of like, okay, you know, there's a lot going on. Like, how do I balance this all? Um, and and then I, then comes along my second daughter, and they're, my two kids are very close in age. So that presented another challenge. Just when I thought I had everything like set, you know, like okay, I'm a freelancer for this company. I'm going to be doing this or that. I'm going to film this for myself. You know, then comes kid number two, and I'm like, wow, that's a whole other, you know, aspect of my life that I have to. <laughs> you know, juggle maybe is not the right word, but juggle, I'll say. <laughs> um, and so from there, I, um, I decided that, yeah. you know, I really wanted to create like a platform for um, my own creative work and being able to help other people maybe achieve their creative work through film or art. And so I decided to, with actually my siblings, to open up uh, my own film art production house company. And that's kind of, um, it's been great so far. Um, we're in the midst of launching it very soon, but 
already knowing that I can, in a sense, be my own boss and create my own hours and just, um, you know, be able to say, okay, like I, I need to serve my children at this time, but I could work at this time has been really helpful. So that's kind of how I've been balancing it so far. And then, um, kind of see how it goes from there. That's incredible, especially since you were just saying that, you know, not only is being a mom very demanding, but also just the film industry in general is super demanding. So how are some practical steps that you're actually juggling both both of those things? Because I talk to a lot of moms and it's hard just to try to fit in like workouts or exercising and taking care of yourself. So what, I guess, what do your days look like in order to make that work? Um, So I have to say, I get a lot of help and I give a lot of credit to my husband and to my mom. They're both incredibly supportive of my career and helping me achieve those, my, my dreams and what I, my work that I want to do for myself and for other people. So basically, um, my husband and I have it set up where on uh, three different days of the week, he'll start work earlier so that he can end earlier. And then I'll start working when he's done working and he'll take care of the kids. And sometimes that even spills into, you know, he'll take care of the dinner and bath time routine. Um, and then I can work even through, you know, when the kids fall asleep. So I get a large chunk those couple of days. And then um, every once a week, uh, my mom is able to take care of my kids as well, which is super helpful, whether that be, you know, time for me to edit, time for me to go film something, um, or just time to answer emails, right, or develop different ideas and projects. So that's great, too. And then I, I like to hustle a lot during nap times when possible and during um, when the kids are asleep, basically. So I like to say that I am kind of the husband night hustler in a sense. So that's when that happens. But if I do have like a, a shoot, like a film shoot that I have to be on physically, then I definitely set up, you know, care whether that be through my mom, a sibling, or, you know, um, a babysitter, that type of thing. That's that's um, how that works because you can't really physically bring children on a shoot. So the work that I can do from my home, we make it work within my home. And it's, you know, every day you, you learn what works and what doesn't work. But I think for me, what really helped was actually sitting down with my husband and saying, okay, like what, what works for our family that doesn't take away from our family, but um, actually helps everyone be less stressed, right? With two different people working. So that's how we've uh, I've been managing so far. Right. I was, I was just going to say that it sounds like you have to be on top of communication with your spouse, because as you know, that I juggle, I myself juggle a lot of things. And especially since we also just recently added a second child, there has to be a lot of communication on what you need to get done for the day in terms of like both, you know, both spouses have to be on the same page as, okay, I have to do this. And if I'm doing this, that means who's going to be doing this with the kids and, and all those sorts of things. So it sounds like that you got the communication part, which is down, which is half the battle. Um, I'd love to, to go back to just talking more about your, um, your film, the film aspect of it, because I know that we're talking more about like the motherhood aspect too, and how you make that work, but also uh, just, just getting into the film aspect of it. Obviously there's a lot of entrepreneurial aspects, I feel like, of what you're doing right now. And so many moms I talk to or know have like a side hustle or they want to have a side hustle. 
how I guess are some business tips if you have uh, for other moms that, that kind of want to do that? Because I, I mean, just for me sitting back and listening to you, I'm like, I would have no idea how to do what you're doing. Right. But then obviously like I, I know how to do, I guess like different things that I've launched in the past, you know, where, where it's like a podcast or, you know, opening up my, my own private practice, those sorts of things. So I've, I've learned to do those things. Um, but I feel like yours, uh, would maybe be a little bit more generally applicable to other moms who are kind of interested in, and maybe doing something on the side. So how do you approach that and get started? Sure. Yeah. So I guess for me, for my my profession in particular of filmmaking, it really helped me actually to um, have been able to work full time for a film company that is very well established at Spirit Juice Studios. Actually, I had a really great um, experience there and learned a lot. And actually being able to work as a full time project manager, editor and producer there really um, helped me, you know, develop my sense, I guess, of professionalism in my field. So that when I did, you know, had to adjust when having kids and also my husband, and I moved around for a bit for a couple of years. Um, so I had to adjust to going freelance, I think bringing in that experience and also bringing in experiences that I had from, you know, in college, college internships, I'd have to say, and um, like creating my own film while I was in college, like all those experiences, I realized that like, you know, everything you do, um, you can bring into your present, right? You learn something. And I'm sure, you know, everyone has those type of experiences, you know, that are unique to um, themselves, right? So I think that was like a, a big first thing that allowed me to be able to work professionally. And I was like, you know, be my own boss type of thing. Um, but also, I have to say that, um, for me particular opening my uh my my film company with my brother and sister has been really a big blessing because it's not just me doing everything i have like a team it's all three of us equally doing what we're our strengths play you know i don't think um you can like quote unquote have it all right like people are like oh like you can i want to take care of my kids full time but i want to open my company full time i want to work you know <laughs> right. 10 hours a day you, I mean, you can't do that, right? You have to, like, if you do want to do, be a, um, if you want to take care of your kids 24-7, it's going to be really hard for you to, right, to maybe open a company or launch their site. Not that you can't, but it's going to be a little right. harder. Or, you know, if you want to work right. full time, you can't take care of your kids 24-7. And there's no right or wrong answer, right? It's what's best for your life. But I think, right. like, for me in particular, knowing um, that I had always wanted to eventually kind of branch off and work on you know, my own documentaries, my own projects, and then offer services to other people. I always wanted to do that. Um, but then I stepped back and saying, okay, is this a reality? Can I actually do my own projects well and serve others well, and maybe things that they hire me to do by myself? And the answer, honestly, is no, you need a good team. So I think the biggest tip I can right. do is give to someone is, you know, have a team. So for me, that's, um, I mean, my team is my husband in one aspect, right? My mom, who's extremely mm -hmm. supportive. And then literally um, my brother and sister are helping me open this company so that we can all, you know, take our talents, apply them and not let just one person carry all the load. And so that way, you know, you're not adding extra stress to your life in a sense, right? And, you know, showing your kids right. that, mm -hmm. but you're also, you know, your kids well and hopefully you're able to serve those that your um your product or your profession well as too so th that would have to those are you know what has worked for me so far definitely so your brother and sister are they have experience in the film industry too so we're going to be a uh, we're a film and art 
house production house. So my brother has been an active artist uh, for over, I'd say 12 years now. So yeah, he um, has been in that side of the industry. And then my sister, um, she works in communications and management actually, but she also um, has a great, she's very talented in story editing. So she's, every time I make a film, my sister actually is um, there with me story editing, maybe not physically editing the film, but um, the way mm. would tell a story, you know, to develop that story arc. She is a huge help with that. And then she also um, has a lot of experience in edits, like um, like word editing, I would say articles, websites, this or that. So um, for all of us, it, you know, bringing those talents together is helpful, you know, especially for me in a sense as a mom of two little ones, you know, I, it's good to have support. Getting back into, I know that we talked a little bit about how you've set it up with your husband to make it work. Do you have any tips for moms who are listening on how that conversation goes uh, with your spouse? Because uh, I mean, I know just from my own experience and what we've had to do to make it work and just get on the same page and make sure someone's watching the kids and, and when someone else needs to get work done and those sorts of things. Uh, but do you have any tips from your experience on what has worked for you guys? And, and maybe it might work for a mom who's listening. Yeah. Well, for me, I think my husband, Bernie and I, we literally sat down one day and I opened up my planner. He opened up his work calendar and, you know, cause his job is very, you know, uh, you know, eight to five or type, you know what I mean? The very eight hour day job and mm-hmm. mine's not. So, you know, we both literally physically sat down once the kids were in bed so we could actually think well, you know, <laughs> grabbed a beer and actually like, okay, like no distractions. Like what is uh, realistically going to work for us, but we're not, you know, it's not like we're taking away from each other so we don't ever spend time together. Cause that's really important too, right? You have to dedicate time right. so you can develop your relationship. You can't be like, anytime you're working, I'm with the kids. Anytime you're with the kids, I'm working, you know? So it's like, okay. So that's what that the first step is being realistic about that. Um, and then just, I think too, like, for me, it was really important to express to my husband, okay, like, this is like why it was really important to me, you know? Um, and just, I think getting genuine support on both sides, right? Cause it's like, I can get support from him, but I'm also supporting him in his job, even though it may be a more full-time job. And I think moms who don't have maybe a very consistent work schedule, you know, you're, maybe you're not physically mm-hmm. going into office. You have to realize too, that like your job and your um, endeavor or, you know, whatever you're, uh, pursuing is equally as important too. Right. So it's like, treat yourself that way. Right. right? As like a professional. Um, so that was like the first step is doing that. And then also being okay with having, um, having like help. I, for me, it's, I'm, I'm really lucky that I'm by a lot of families. Yeah. So, um, having help that way is a big, big benefit. So I don't know if people out there, either if you're by family or even if you have like a friend, I have a lot of friends who, you know, call on friends or people they meet here and there and, even if it's for like a few hours, right. A a couple, you know, a couple hours a week. So that's another thing that's useful for me. Um, and then I would just say like, even like the little things in the house, like, okay, if you're working in an evening, who's going to cook dinner, right. Is that, um, I'm very lucky that my husband likes to cook. So a lot of times like he'll, uh, (laughs) he'll cook the dinner while I'm working. And so like, you know, but you know, everyone has a different situation. So what are little things you can take away? And then I think the biggest thing I learned from everything is not getting frustrated with myself um, 
while I'm taking care of my kids. Because there'll be a lot of times, or there were, and I'm, I'm still working on it. Um, you know, when I, you know, maybe one kid's napping or I'm feeding a bottle or, you know, feeding another baby and I'm looking at my work emails or all the things in my to-do list for, you know, professional life, but also home life. And I just get overwhelmed. So that I'm in front of my kids. I feel like I'm not actually in front of them. You know, my mind's like Ooh, somewhere else. Um, so one thing I've been trying to really work on is say, you know, being like, because we, I have this schedule, I know when I'm going to work. Right. It's okay if I think about work now and then, but I also need to realize that like me worrying about work right now is not getting work done. Like I need to just like be present to my children. Right. And then when I'm working, even if I can hear, you know, my my six month old crying, but I know she's with dad, like trust dad, trust my husband that he can take <laughs> care of her now. Oh, she needs me. She needs me because I, you know, oh my two year old, I know exactly what he's saying. You know, it's like it's okay. Yeah. Like even if my husband and my mom were taking care of the kids don't know every little intricate detail about the kids that I do because I see them 24 seven. It's okay. Um, it's okay. You know? So I think those were like, though, especially that last tip is the biggest thing that like has helped me actually like be present in both my kid's life and then my work. So that's what I'd have to offer. Right. That I just had to laugh when you were saying that because obviously my husband is watching the kids as we're speaking. And so I hear my daughter saying different things and, like, oh, I hope he's getting her dinner or like something healthy or, you know, just just thinking of those things. I'm like, okay, have to trust, you know, dad and just he might do things a little bit differently, but it's not necessarily a wrong way to do things. And then a lot of times, you know, we've had um, a marriage specialist on in the past and she's like, well, maybe you might like the way that he does certain things, you know, and and it's true because I, obviously we learn from each other and everything. So sometimes I'll see how he does everything. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can implement that or something like that. So what are all the aspects that you will be doing for your film production company? Cause I, to be honest, when I hear it, it sounds really cool. And I, all I know is that you're going to be making films or documentaries or something like that. But what exactly is it that you're going to be doing? Yeah, so um, it's a film and art uh, company, I'd say. So uh, it's called Buenas Noches Productions. Uh, so it's the night productions, but Buenas Noches Productions, it's really rooted in um, my family's Mexican roots, in a sense. Um, so it's run by my, my brother, who's an artist, and me, filmmaker, and my sister, who's uh, communications and also editor, um, when I say editor, I mean like, you know, word editing. So um, we'll be offering, so basically the company will almost have two aspects. So one will be, it's going to be kind of like a home for our creative, our own creative work or documentary films we put out, or maybe, you know, um, different illustrations we make. We're going to kind of want to have like a home for all of our um, personal work in a sense. So that's where my short film, my short documentary I made a few years ago, a few years ago called Debajo de los Arboles or Beneath the Trees will be housed. And then my future films will be housed there as well. Um, but the other side of the company will be offering services to people who want to collaborate, uh, collaborate with us. Um, it's been kind of something we've always talked about in a sense of, you know, wouldn't it be great to have somewhere where, you know, these creative things that we work on actually have a place where we can share them with people and, you know, collaborate with other collaborate with people too. And it kind of just developed, um, especially as I would, I'm currently in production for my next documentary called the widow's club. Um, that kind of just sparked everything. And, you know, we, we came together and like, let's just 
let's do this. Let's put it together and kind of go from there. So we're really excited. So um, that's kind of what the company will be um, doing. That's so cool. And and you filmed the Widows Club when you were pregnant, right? Yes, I did. So I filmed it this past summer. I So I was seven months, seven and eight months pregnant. Yes. So I wanted to make sure crazy. And with COVID, right? So it was yes. like COVID plus yeah. pregnancy. Yes, it was. We were going to film it earlier. Um, but with COVID, it was, it was really hard, obviously. Um, so we, you know, I thought waiting to summer be a bit better because you can do a lot more things outside or, you know, um, mm-hmm. just see kind of what the restrictions were at the, in the world at the time. But just we kind of went with the flow and just you know, we're living in COVID times and we're going to film in COVID times in the safest way possible. So yeah, that was an adventure, but right. really, uh, something that I knew I needed to get done before my daughter was born, because if not, it would, right. I knew it would be harder with two little ones to film a document. <laughs> so now I'm editing it, which was, you know, it's, it's a lot easier and this easier, I should say physically easier because you're sitting in a chair editing. Right. It takes a lot more time for sure. But yeah, so that right now I'm editing yeah. that documentary. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit more mom friendly, maybe to edit, right, as opposed to filming. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you can, you can, you know, oh, I'm jumping on my computer now, or I'm going to do it after nap time, where when I mm-hmm. physically go on a shoot or filming something, it's like, you know, okay, I have to plan, okay, someone's taking care of the kids, especially when, yeah, if you're pregnant, you're on your feet a lot, right? And that could get really tiring, or the cameras are heavy or whatever. So, yeah, it just worked out right. this way. <laughs> Yeah, when I saw those pictures of you when you were filming when you were pregnant, I was just so impressed because I don't know, and my pregnancies are just super difficult for me. But then also, I, I feel like even when you're super large, it's really difficult to do different aspects and just get up and get moving and everything. So I just thought it was really inspirational and just to see you doing all of that. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Um, well, I had a good team too. It wasn't just me doing everything. So I, I definitely had a, a really great team. I I uh, kind of forced myself to, I usually like to also film and direct do both, but this time around I um, decided to hire a few more people to help film it because it was, you know, the safe and smarter thing to do. And I can concentrate more on directing and not, you know, holding heavier things being eight months pregnant. So um, I have to say like, it really does. It feeds my soul to know I have, like, I feel like for me postpartum, it helps me to know that like I have a project to work on. I don't know why, but mentally it's like, okay, like, yes, I'll take care of you. I also have this project that I can work on. So um, just, yeah, just helps me. So it it all worked out really well. Definitely. No, I I can relate to that too, because, uh, you know, with with my private practice that obviously I couldn't really take much of a maternity break as if, you know, you're working for a company, you can take as long of maternity leave as you want, or, you know, it's protected by law or whatnot. So when, you know, I was still doing a little bit of work as I've been on maternity leave, then it just gave me something to do. And it just, as you were saying, it just kind of helps a little bit with, even if it is, does take twice as long or longer because of sleep deprivation or whatnot, it just gives you something to do. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about both of the documentaries that you have made. Well, I guess you made one documentary and then you're also, you know, still in post-production for the other one. Um, But the first one that you had mentioned and, I haven't taken Spanish since college, so I'm a little rusty on it. But Beneath the Trees, um, that was live streaming on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes, it was. So um, that's a film, a documentary film I made my senior year of college at Notre Dame. And it turned, it was for my thesis in a sense. But then after I graduated, I kind of polished it up more. And then I submitted that into um, some film festivals. And I was lucky enough to get into some 
some great film festivals across the country and screen it there. And that was a great experience. And then at, it lived on Amazon Prime for a little while. And then now it's going to be um, housed in our Buenas Noches Productions uh, website so that people can stream it there. That's so neat. So speaking of uh, different f- documentaries and films or whatnot, I know that I follow your film p- Instagram page. It's uh, Crystal. Well, you can say the the handle. I'll probably but- butcher it because I don't remember it exa- exactly. Um, what's your Instagram handle for the, the film? Sure. Uh, my film page is Crystal Avila Films. Okay. I guess that's pretty easy, but I just didn't know if, what the correct order of it was. Uh, but I love how you post on their different recommendations for movies and documentaries or films or whatnot. And then you talk about why you like a certain film. Uh, so anyone listening, I highly recommend you just follow if, if you want to find out what's good and what's, what's good in streaming right now. Um, so what are some favorite films and documentaries or TV shows too, that you've, you and your husband have been enjoying lately? Yeah. So there's a lot out there. There's a lot in the streaming world. So I have to say, you do have to look a little bit harder sometimes. But um, I'd say one that I recently rewatched is called Minding the Gap. And that one actually went through its film festival circuit the same time my short was going oh, through. Wow. So I actually got to meet the director one time at the festivals. And he did Grey, went to Sundance and all the bigger um, festivals. And then it was actually nominated for an Oscar too. So that's great. But that's streaming on Hulu. So it's called Minding the Gap. And that one's great. It's just a very raw story that was filmed over, I think it it was more than five years. It was filmed, um, kind of like a compilation, the story of these three skateboarders in Rockford, Illinois. Um, So I suggest that one. That one's really great. It just really paints a picture of like how people very, you know, people live very differently in this world. And I think it's a very thought provoking film. Um, and then I love this documentary called Hero Dreams of Sushi. That's, I have to say, it's like one of my favorite documentaries. And I always suggest it to people that's on Netflix. Okay. It's about, um, this Japanese, uh, sushi chef and it's just beautiful. Just like, it, just his like work ethic is very inspiring. I think mm. it's, um, very inspirational for anyone. Um, so those would be like two of my favorite ones. Um, let's see TV shows. I, Ted Lasso on Apple TV was really good. That one recently came out. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm, I'm a sucker for like the Breaking Bads, Better Call Saul. Those are such oh, yeah, high production quality. I love. I mean, yeah, they're. It's just amazing the thought that goes into every episode. So, but of course, I still like you know Parks and Rec in the Office. I'm not just you know. I like a array of them. So those are like also my. Those are some of my favorites. Yeah, that's one thing that I do uh, appreciate about your recommendations, too, is that they're not just all the same type of show or documentary or whatnot. It's like a really wide variety. And then you explain why you like different aspects of the films, because obviously I, I haven't taken a film class or anything, so I don't really know. But when people point out, when you point out, or if I hear other people point out what's really cool about the filmography or how something's been filmed that I can appreciate it more and better. My husband's ten, my husband tends to be more uh, a lot better about that than, than I am. So sometimes I'll just write off a film like, Oh, I don't want to watch that. Cause it's not just doesn't appeal to me. But then when he explains something about it, then it really piques my interest. And I think, Oh, well now I, I really want to know about that. So just, just as you were saying, like the better call Saul, the breaking bad, 
I really like how they do the cold opens for those. Right. So the show will just bring you, it's basically it'll bring you into like a scene where you don't know what's happening. You know, you may see, uh, I, I clearly remember in one of the Breaking Bad episodes, you just see a teddy bear floating right. around in like someone's pool. And it's very, you're just like, what? And it's very like, you know, you're in that world, obviously, because you're watching the show, but you have no idea whose world within that world that you're in. And then the show does an amazing job of like towards the end of it, it you know, it builds up to almost that scene. And you're like, and without you, it was, you're like, oh my gosh, I did see that before. You know, they're not so obvious right. about it, but it's there. So it, it definitely makes you think like the cold opening is supposed to be something that's like very thought provoking and almost like the central theme of that episode or movie or what have you. So Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's just one example that my husband told me about the cold open, and I wasn't really familiar with it. And then, then I got really excited about it. And then when you see the the beginning scene, you're like, Oh, what's going to happen in this? Or how's it going to tie into the storyline? And just gets a little bit more addicting, I guess, to, to watch the show. So yeah, it's, it's a great form of storytelling because it's, I think the beauty of like, you know, any type of filmmaking or storytelling, whether it's like documentary or fiction is that you can um, truthfully manipulate the story in a sense, right? You can like bring people in to be attracted to a story without like taking away from the truthfulness of it, if that makes sense. So I think, I think it's always just, I think it's like a fun way to tell a story. You know, tell the story from a lens that someone might not naturally see it in. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. So how do you incorporate uh, motherhood into your filmmaking or do you, do you feel like motherhood has changed how you make films since you obviously were producing and making films uh, before having kids. And then now that you do have children, do you kind of look at the art of storytelling a different way? Um, You know, in a sense, I guess like in a sense, yes, because I feel like um, I look at the films or the the documentaries or even like short commercials I directed with uh, the, film company I worked for after college and I you know I'm always like okay I could have done some things better but like you know I'm proud of them I think we did a good job but I think like every year that like I mature as just a human in general with more experiences um you know that after I got married having my first kid having my second kid um even just relationships with different friends as they those evolve too I feel like you know everything kind of affects the way I storytell in a sense because I feel like the more I you know mature in life the more I understand the the human, the human better in a sense, like human emotions. So even like, you know, what I, I think like raising, you know, like a toddler and a baby at the same time, I see they're very different emotional needs. Right. And then right. emotional mm-hmm. needs that um, maybe your husband or sister or brother need to from you. Right. I think like really mm-hmm. leaning into that. And then when I go into like a film, like when I was filming the widow's club and interviewing um, in that film, I interviewed um, like, I think like over 10 different people. And I think just bringing those experiences um, that I've had from different relationships or past documentaries um, allows me to um, interview people better, if that makes sense. So like, you know, I could, it's almost like you're learning. It's like an anthropological study in a sense. Um, every film right. <laughs> I feel like I make because it's, you know, you're concentrating on a certain type, maybe a group of people that have something in common, but even, right. you know, I feel like if you, for me, I'd bring in my experiences a lot. And I definitely think having kids has made me a better filmmaker because one, I am more organized Um, Two, like my, my time is more precious. So I try to, I think work has been almost better in a sense because of that. And then three is just, you know, uh, having to have mature, having kids matures you faster, I feel like in a sense. (laughs) So um, that definitely helps in 
just knowing that like, no matter what, my kids will love me. That helps a lot too, you know, no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That it kind of reminds me of just a few days ago. um, I was holding our son James and he's only three months old on my lap and he was just so content on my lap and I was holding him uh, cause he's so far, he's like a total mama's boy, as I was mentioning earlier. So sometimes only hold, me holding him will, will console him. Uh, but he was just on my lap and my husband walked by and then he just looked at James on my lap and he said, well, he's not happy or sad. He's just being on you. And that's something I never even thought about before. And when you're talking about just studying humans in general and figuring out their emotions and everything, I never really thought about that that was an actual kind of emotion or presence is that you don't always necessarily have to be like happy or sad that sometimes it's just being and just existing and that there's something peaceful about that and that kind of neutral emotion and just him saying that. And then me realizing that, then I realized, wow, now I understand people even better. Yeah. It's amazing what the little ones can, what can teach, you know, Yeah. So I don't know if you've had any certain aspects in your motherhood where you realize that, you know, you don't have to be a perfect mom and it's okay to be a good one instead. But this is a question that we always ask all of the moms that come on our show in line with our model that there's no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one instead. And I'm curious, it sounds like your path towards incorporating film or integrating it rather into your motherhood, that that's maybe taught you that. So I don't know if there's a specific example that you can share where you kind of realize that even more fully. That's a great question. (laughs) I feel like I come across that every day. (laughs) Um, I think one, I might have mentioned it slightly earlier, but well, I think one specific one would be there was one day that I had already scheduled with my husband that I was going to work from, you know, 4 p.m. to let's say 8 p.m. And I was playing with my son, Solly, and we we're just having so much fun. I'm like, oh, this is so, you know, I'm fully present to him and making him laugh so much. And my husband comes up, like, okay, it's time for you to go. To, you know, you said you're going to go do this. Go. I got the kids. And, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, okay. Like, like, I want to go work, but I also felt like so guilty for some reason, as if like, my son needed me to make him laugh for 30 more minutes, even though I was with yeah. him, you know, since five in the morning. Um, so I think at that moment I was like, I think so guilty <laughs> for really no reason. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, well, mom's going to go to her room. And then, you know, he ran after me, was kind of banging on the door, like mom, mom, mom. And I was just like, oh gosh, like, what am I doing? Like he needs me. I'm not being present. And then I, I remember I came out, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I can't concentrate. And, and my husband's like, it's fine. You were with him all day. Like, don't worry. Like you're, you're being a great mom. You're also being a great mom by doing something that um, yeah. helps you, helps our family and helps other people too. Right. So I think that's like one specific example that I realized, yeah, like I'm not, there's no such thing as a perfect mom. So there's no such thing as a perfect person. And, you know, I think as long as like we're, we're trying to be like our version or the best version of ourselves basically is what perfect is for us. So in a sense, it's like, you're living that imperfect perfectness. So I remember going back to my room, sitting on my chair. And I think that was like the best two hours to three hours that I edited my documentary film. And I got a lot of headway on like the story arc and everything. And I just felt like, yeah, like I'm not perfect. And my child's not perfect. Husband's not perfect. No, you know, but it's okay. Like we're doing a good thing and everyone's loved. Everyone's cared for. And no one's, you know, not being taken care of. I don't know. You know, so I think that's like one specific example where, it really showed it's like, 
you know, it's all good. (laughs) I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your exciting news and also just your journey of trying to make your dream career uh, work with being a mom. It's just so inspirational. So thank you so much. Well, thanks so much, Emily. And I really appreciate it. And I'm really inspired by your career journey too. It's a lot of fun to see how it's developing. And I love the Mother Good Co. Instagram, podcast, everything. So thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you.